welcome to Creativity and Chaos, a 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some carefully folded origami animals today. Missy. I'm a kitty cat. Mike. Obviously a crane. Tommy. I'm a crumpled up paper plane. And our most folded origami or, origam, origami animal, <laughs> Liam. Yo. We are a family of crumpled up papers going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Apparently, I can't say origami animal very well at all, but that's okay. I have a very important question. Liam, what origami shape does yo look like? Uh, like a yo-yo. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. All right. There we go. How's everyone doing this week? Pretty good. Very long week. There's a lot of faces that were just made for those who are listening. I don't know that they were all pleasant faces. <laughs> so this is a great week, I guess. My for sister, are you? What happened with you? Doing audit work for work. In the last two weeks, I worked a few minutes shy of 178 hours. Blech. That is a lot. That's a lot of hours. And I'm salary, so no overtime. I didn't nearly work that much. But I worked pretty hard. I'm enjoying my new farm job. It's very, um, I don't know, it's, it's gratifying work. I really enjoy working with my hands. The only downside is working out in the really cold rain. That kind of sucked. But other than that, I'm enjoying myself. Everyone there is lovely. It's been great. I've been doing the video game boss music, which I 100% slacked on for a couple months, but then kind of revisited. And I actually just had an artist send me some of the pictures for the next boss. It's really cool to see what the artists come up with. Liam and I were talking about what we wanted for this character if the artist didn't want to necessarily go with the prompt that we were giving them. And the artist took it right away like they did with the last one. And they're like, yeah, this is cool. Here's what I'm imagining. And I kind of just left it in their hands. So it was really cool to see a song come to life and be personified by a character once again. Mike, how's your week? School. Work <laughs> here. So yeah, I totally get it. Nothing exciting happened. Nothing different happened. No. Life is boring and goes on. Yeah, it's not boring. It's just, it's complicated. We were going to buy something bigger to live in. And then we decided against it because of interest rates. And then um, that's about it. That's, that was the excitement that happened this week. We decided not to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Liam? Did some school. You know, I did more testing this week. It's been a lot of testing. I'll do more testing next week. I had a day off on Monday. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty much my week. So good. We've all had great weeks this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think in order to just really spice things up here, with Valentine's Day just around the corner, let's get ready for a love quiz. Are, are you guys so excited? It's in I love quizzes. And Amy, I love quizzes. I know you love quizzes, but it's it can be debatable because sometimes, I mean, this is the one is about love. It's centered around love. No, so. no, Amy, I love quizzes. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So I got nine questions for you. Person who gets the most answers, you get to win last word of the day. We've done these before. Let's hop into it. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Question. Question for you. What is the format that we are answering? Are we all writing them down or is it the first person to blurt it out? Or I think we should do the buzzer format and everybody just goes, eh. (laughs) (laughs) No, that'd be horrible for audio. That'd be great. Thank you. It'd be great for audio. 
No, I think everyone just says what they they think the answer is. I have zero confidence in myself, <laughs> but I'm going to say all my answers extremely confidently. As you always do. That's yes. the only way to make romance work. There's only one of the five of <laughs> us actually yeah. in a relationship, so if anyone knows anything about love, it should technically be Mike. Liam. Yeah. Oh. Oh no. Like if you I'm already what? out of that game. I can't answer any of these questions. Don't she'll listen. <laughs> she'll hurt. She'll find me. No. <laughs> now because we go through the story writing process, a lot of these love questions are related to stories in general. The theme of the quiz is love. It doesn't have necessarily to do with love. You'll see. All right. Question one. What real life couple has been seen on screen in the same movie or TV show together at least 16 times? A, Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. B, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. C, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard. Or D, Emily Blunt and John Krasansky. I'm going with C. I, I also am it's got to go be Kristen Bell with Kristen. I don't Bell know who those Shepherd. people are, so I'm going to go with D. That also Did is you repeat one. the question. <laughs> <laughs> what real life couple has been seen on screen or in the same movie or TV show together at least 16 times? You know what? Nobody said A. I'm going with A. Don't even remember who it was. Don't tell me. Don't want to know. <laughs> who was B? Brangelina, Jolie, and Brad Pitt. Sure. Yeah. Sounds about right. The correct answer is A. Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. I don't know who oh. that is. Isn't that, isn't that a Batman villain? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's yep. It's, it's Yep. Well, nailed it, Liam. <laughs> First question goes to. So basically, anytime she stars in a movie, one of like the requirements is that he guest appears in the movie in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> so it's really, really fun because when there was one movie where she was like hitting on him and he was like, no, no, please, please don't. No, I don't. I'm not interested. And she's like, oh yeah, you want a piece of this. And it's just funny because <laughs> they get to have this relationship where they get to like flirt on screen constantly or he'll be like, oh, you're looking good. And she's like, don't talk to me, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's really fun seeing that real life couple be silly and have fun together. Have that's cool. Energy. I like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm pretty awesome at this quiz. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> well, okay, one question there, lover boy. Uh, Second question. What is the most popular romance trope in books? Now, disclaimer, there's not like an official popular romance trope. Oh, it was just, I, don't, I Googled this question, looked at a bunch of different articles, and this is the first one. I to pop already up know on the bunch answer. Of those articles. The answer is man with shirt off on cover. That's not. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, yep, no, I win. It's a story trope. <laughs> Another point for me. <laughs> a, enemies to lovers. B, love triangle. C, fake dating. Or D, forced proximity. Mm, that's a good one. I am gonna go for books. Pro- oh, oh. Probably um, B. I'm going with. B as well, love triangle. That's what I was thinking also. But I think forced proximity is a close second. What was that? Enemies to lovers. What was D? Forced proximity. (laughs) What was B? (laughs) (laughs) Love triangle. All right. um, We're going to go with A. I really thought you were going to say Enemies to lovers. (laughs) That's that's probably my third. 
It's a very common trope, though. Mm. The correct que- or correct answer is B, love Yay! triangles. That's a point for three, you guys. Good mm-hmm. job. Woo-hoo. Now, <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> you'll get a bonus point here if you can tell me which of those four is my favorite. We'll see. Yeah, what it's was love fake triangle. Dating. Fake we'll dating? Fake dating. Yeah, I'm enemies a- to lovers, love triangle, fake dating, forced proximity. I'm going to guess love, triangle. Heard of- love triangle. A. I've never heard of fake dating where you're pretending like you're dating to satisfy your parents or some rules of whatever or to leave somebody else out and then you fall in love amy has told me a couple times when we've talked about books that she loves love triangles she has told me many times because she likes the suspense of like oh who's gonna get is it them or them or is she who are they gonna actually kiss are you gonna get together gonna do that 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 so i'm gonna go of love triangles because she's told me that before based upon this new information i'm gonna also go with love triangles (laughs) (laughs) interesting how liam has done this i'll stick with a even though now it's probably b it's probably c and tommy what did you say i said love triangle immediately okay Well, you're all wrong. It was fake dating. Really? I said it was probably yeah. C. I should get the point. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never heard of I was fake a swing and a miss. Three points fake, for me. Fake no, no. Fake dating is like where... Yeah, I know what it is. Just never heard of it in a book. It's called okay. shipping. Okay. I, I was thinking. I was thinking. Like that does sound like something Amy would like. That sounds like something Amy would love. But she's told me she loves love triangles. So. I actually hate love triangles. I think that they are the worst trope because it's like, oh, do I have to choose this one or this one? The options. Oh no. I'm like, shut up. Just shut up. Like, ugh, you're so stupid. I like the anticipation of will they or won't they, but not in a love triangle format, personally. So you were half correct. I do like the, are they going to get together? Who's going to, are they, like, what's going to happen? But it's not with a love triangle. It's just a regular one. And usually with fake dating, there's a lot of will they, won't they. So big fan. Anyways, y'all sucked at that one. What? Moving on. According to AFI. No, I'm at the bonus point. Joking. Thank you. According to AFI, American Film Institute, what is the greatest love story of all time? Casablanca. A, Weathering Heights. B, Harold and Maude. C, Casablanca. Or D, The Sound of Music. I'm still going with C. Yeah. I'm going with The Sound of Music. It's the only one I recognized. (laughs) Casablanca hits every list every single time. So. Wait, what was A? Weathering Heights. That is trash. I'm just going to throw There's no love in there. It's all miserable people. What was it be? <laughs> Bro. Some Harold and Maude. Yeah, okay. Casablanca. I never heard, I, I, sound of I've never heard of the first two. That's why I wanted you to repeat them. Weathering Heights is a book you should have read in high school, but apparently you were spared. No, we don't. Maybe next Mom, year. It's been a long time since you and I have done high school. So there's a big time between. Thank you. Therefore, a lot of things have changed. (laughs) All right, moving on. What is your answer, Liam? I'm going to go with C because Mike gets the points. The answer is C, Casablanca. Good job, guys. <laughs> Casablanca was the first on the list, followed by Weathering Heights, which was number 15. The Sound of Music was number 27. And Harold and Maude was number 69. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wait, so wait, who got the points for that? Mike, Missy, and Tommy. 
Tommy, no, sorry, Mike, Missy, speech. and Liam. I apologize. Yeah, but I will take points if you're giving them out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no. Who, are we keeping score? I, I'm, I'm, keeping I'm in score. first. Cool. Oh, <laughs> Number four. What is the top love song of all time according to Billboard? I will always love you by oh, Whitney Houston. I want to know what love is by Foreigner. Crazy in Love by Beyonce or Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. I'm going oh. with A, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Wait, isn't it that one Christmas song? No, that's just for Christmas. No. Yeah, but isn't it a love song? Yeah, but it's just for Christmas. Yeah, but like, come on. That, you hear that like every year. The this, okay, month. but this is the thing that I have, and that Christmas song is not Okay, it's definitely it's that E, Whitney, all I want for Christmas is A. <laughs> It's A. There's A. A, the witness, Winnie Houston one. Yeah. yeah. It's I'm gotta be. Doubling down. D it is. <laughs> Mike? I, I, A as well. Yeah. Okay. Tommy, you are correct. It is Endless Love. Yeah. Never heard of it. It's A. That's right. Cool. Point for me. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not how that works. I don't even know. What, the, what even is Endless Love? You'll know it when you know it. <laughs> All right, number five. According to Business Insider, what was the first suggested gift to give a loved one on Valentine's Day in 2022? Ah, Business Insider, the authority on love. (laughs) Exactly. These are all items on their list as well. Oh, boy. So A, an affordable cashmere sweater. B, a perfect pair of gourmet cheeses and accomplishments. Their words. C, a heart-shaped cat scratcher, or D, affordable colorful socks for an active toddler in your life. I'm I'm baffled at all these answers and the word choice, so I legitimately need you to repeat them. An affordable cashmere sweater, a perfect pair of gourmet cheeses and accomplishments, a heart-shaped cat scratcher, or affordable, colorful socks for the active toddler in your life. And the question was... Mm. Which one of those was the first suggested item on their list of gifts to give loved ones on Valentine's Day in 2022? Business I'm going to go with insider. B, cheese and accomplishments. Is that the correct word? They said accomplishments. I was very confused. I feel like that somebody did a typo somewhere, and it. So these are these are all on the list. It's just one of these yes. is at the top. Yes. Cool. Okay. I know, being the authority of love here, if I got anything but the cheese, it'd be a bad Valentine's Day. So I am I, also. I think I agree. A. But I'm so with a. okay, and Mike and Missy are going with B. Mm-hmm. I think I think A. Although the cashmere is definitely very business insider, so cashmere was A. Yeah, it's probably, was probably B. B. Liam and Tommy, you just got a point. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I this I I looked up like the best gifts to give your loved ones of all time, and this article came up, and I just couldn't stop laughing at all the stupid <laughs> things that they were <laughs> saying insider. to give. Yeah, from well, I like the cashmere idea, but typically you give women a cashmere sweater and not men. So I was trying to think, okay, what would be something you could give to any gender, any identity? And cheese just works for everyone. So, mm-hmm. but cheese is great. the correct answer in this. I, 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 I would agree. agree here. Yeah, I would agree. And the accomplishments right even better. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, <laughs> you I made will it say this the, far in life. 
Woo! Here's some cheese, and here's my own personal wall of awards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the picture that they had with the cheese had cured meats and gherkins with it, and that was it. So I was like, probably supposed to be like accompaniments. Yeah, but yeah. they definitely said accomplishments. <laughs> I, I like accomplishments better. We're outing you, Business Insider. It seems like it was one of those articles where like, we just need 500 words. Somebody give us 500 words. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody just threw it out. Maybe they just had an AI write it. Maybe. Maybe. I, who knows? Uh, All right, number six. What is the longest a Hollywood couple has been together who are still together? A, 15 years. B, 25 years. C, 35 years. Or D, 45 years. I'm going to say D. It's yeah. probably Dolly I, Parton because she was in a movie and she's been married <laughs> for, for a long time. I'm also I like that D. logic. There's, there has to be one couple that's made it that long, right? Yeah. Yeah, because they don't have to be stars if they're just even one movie or one Hollywood then. Are they both stars? And they don't both one have Hollywood. to be stars, right? Just like Hollywood couple. Okay, that's so, it. Okay. A. It's obviously A. I'm going with D. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sticking what? with D. What was C? 35 years? Well, I mean, okay. But Hollywood couples usually get together a lot later. So they wouldn't be together as long. So I feel like it could be B or C. I'm going with C. The correct answer was C. 35 years. But I will give you guys a point if you can tell me what couple it is. If it's, don't you Google that, Michael? <laughs> no, I'm looking up longest Hollywood couple because that's bullshit. Somebody's definitely been alive or together. It'll tell you who it is, though. It doesn't matter. He's uh, he's I'm forfeiting bonus points. That's okay. Definitely whoever Tom Hanks is married to. Tommy, you get a bonus point. It's Tom Hanks. That was a total guess. One hundred percent. I was actually thinking. Did you Tom get Hanks this article off of Brides.com? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. That's where I just found this. He's just a uh, Tom Hanks dude. and Rita Wilson. That's it, Rita Wilson. It was funny because I I s- asked these questions to mom and she was like, "Oh, thirty five years." It's Tom Hanks. I was like, "What?" <laughs> like she knew straight <laughs> away. I was like, "Okay, okay, mom." Yes, sir. <laughs> Next question number seven: How long were Romeo and Juliet together? A. More than two months. B. A month and a half. C. Two weeks. Or D. Less than a week. I'm going to go with less than a week. I want to say less than a week. I'm pretty sure. It's really short. It's very short. I'm pretty sure it was like four or five days. Yeah. Yeah. What was the question? <laughs> How Just long? Just <laughs> Big L's. Oh my goodness. How long were Romeo and Juliet together? Bro, who, who reads he that? he was out waiting for her for like two days out in the hideaway house. That spoiler alert they kill themselves in. Liam, just pick a letter. Oh, did everybody already pick? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with the longest one. How long no, was it? <laughs> More than two months. Yes, sir. They're definitely okay. happy, happy couple. Everybody but Liam gets a point. It was <laughs> roughly three to four days yep. that they were together. Oh, greatest re-romance Again, ever. how have you not had to read this stuff in school? William Shakespeare has got to be the biggest L in literature. Wow. Holy moly. You're the heard biggest, you L, biggest in L in literature. He would, <laughs> he would smack you right there. I'm just there. saying, bro. Like, he, And then he would use he that for one of his stories. He doesn't <laughs> make, bro doesn't know to speak proper English. 
He is English. He is the English language, Liam. He needs a translation. It needs a translation. That's how bad it is. No. No, 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 no. That's because we're, and I'm putting myself in this too, okay? We're a part of the Zoomer generation where we say words like yeet and we yeet. say no but it's it's needed like, a, it's needed a translation for a while Liam I need a translation every time you talk <laughs> okay so number 8 according to GameStop what is the greatest no, video no. game no. what is the greatest video game love story of all time <gasps> A Shepard and Liara from Mass Effect B the prince and Elycra from Prince of Persia C, Titus and Yuna from Final Fantasy X, or D, Manny and Mercedes from Grim Fandango? E, Mario and Peach. <laughs> I mean, Peach specifically I rejects mean... him in Mario Odyssey. She's like, I am not marrying either you or Bowser. You, you both are just total jerks. That is so. true. She does. Yeah. And yet his love endures. I know what it's going to be, but I know what it should be. I know what it's going to be, but yeah, the same thing. I don't know most of these except one, so I'm going with that one, Prince of Persia. I'm going with Final Fantasy. It's going to be Final Fantasy, but it should be Prince of Persia. Yeah, I'm going with Final Fantasy because the industry loves to just... Yeah, I'm going with Prince of Persia, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's got to be Final Fantasy. It is, in fact, Titus and Yuna from Final Fantasy. Yeah, stupid. Bad choice. Bad choice. So who got points for that one? Tommy and Liam. Of course they did. I, I'm Tommy's still winning now, because right? I'm telling you the yeah. right answers, not the answers that you said. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tommy's no. winning. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tommy is winning. Uh-uh. I'm going to disconnect. And last question. <laughs> no. A last question. According to fanfiction.net, what story has the most fanfictions written about them? Ooh. A, Twilight. Yeah, B, be Harry Potter. Ooh, C, be Star Wars. Ooh, or D, Doctor Who. Oh. Oh, you don't have the mind balls. I'm gonna be here for like an hour. That's right. Figure Just it out, people. Fan fiction okay. in general or romantic fan fiction? Fan fiction in general has become romantic fan fiction, usually. It's gotta be. I'm gonna just say and be wrong Harry Potter. I feel like it's either Harry Potter or Star Wars just because of how long they've been both been around to procure yeah, yeah but at that point like and doctor the, who would be yeah. even longer yeah but the thing but is star wars and harry potter both had a way more popular right? yeah yeah they're huge i'm gonna go star wars because then you have a bunch of you have a bunch of stuff that's extended universe that would now be considered fan fiction because it's not canon not anymore and it's also extremely popular and it's been around for forever it's probably twilight to be star wars it should be star the first thing that popped in my head before you gave any of the answers was harry potter so i think i'm gonna stick with that but the thing is a lot of people consider fan fiction only things that are written by like just like little fans doing very romantic stuff when fan fiction is a lot more than just that i would agree like i think Star Wars has a huge amount of fan fiction that has nothing to do with romance. It's just stories in the universe. The I will with Doctor remind Who. you, this is fanfiction.net, which has a lot more to do with romance fan fictions than it does to do with a AU mm-hmm. fan fiction. Which is why I'm leaning more towards Harry Potter or and Twilight. We all know that Twilight fans can't actually read or write. So we're going to just go ahead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and he was like, no. Right there. 
Although, didn't I, Twilight lead to the Fifty Shades of Grey series? Yeah, and from did. that, yeah. that led to some whoa kind of fan fiction branches. I'm going to say the right answer, which is Star Wars, no matter which way you put it, it's the right answer. But I'm going to be wrong. It's fine. Well, well, okay, I'm changing my answer to Twilight. Net. This is fanfiction.net. That's the thing. It's going to be Twilight. It should not be. It so. shouldn't be the I think it is. I'm so gonna say is, B. Everybody finalize or B. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. B. Star Wars. Uh, so every everyone's going with B, but Liam's going with Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Liam, you don't get a point. Everybody, it was Harry Potter. Mm. Cause I, just just because you gave me that hint of like remind you this is like there's well, not a lot of great romantic material out of Star Wars. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Though. She said you it was fan fiction surprised. in general, right? Yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Amy said that a lot of people go to fanfiction.net for writing Romance. and looking at romantic fanfiction. That hint right yes. there was like, it's either. Yeah, she was intentionally pushing us towards the rest of fanfiction doesn't count according to this website. The, yeah. they not necessarily. Okay, wait a minute. Not necessarily, but a lot of, I will say, a lot of the fanfiction that is written is going to be romance related in some way, shape, or form, especially if you're going on to fanfiction.net. I'm not saying that all of the Harry Potter fanfictions that were written were romance, but you're when you're going yes. to a fanfiction website, you're usually not going for, I want an alternate version of this story. It's like, I want two characters to fall in love in a different way. That's usually what you're going to the, the fanfiction websites for. I guess that's uh, what why I, I don't go to I gotta pods. say, it's kind of <laughs> weird that Harry Potter, which is a story of mostly children, has the most fanfiction. Um, well, yeah, yeah but it's of... but it's also like, I mean, Harry Potter spans them into adulthood and yeah, yeah that's the catch. That's that's where they can be like, yeah, it, we're, well, you, you we're can write a love story now. about two kids falling in love with each other. It becomes wrong if you write a love story about a kid and an adult falling in love with each other. But if you say like two 14 year olds fall in love, you'd have Romeo and Juliet. That's also true. Actually, he was like 20 something. Ah! What was Romeo? I thought Romeo was. Yeah, he was like twenty something, and she was like fourteen. That's not. I believe. I the time to Google. Uh, real quick, as a bonus, sixteen thirteen. Uh, a bonus point. Whoever gets the closest to how many stories there currently are on eight hundred forty-seven for uh, about tw- about Harry Potter or just in general about Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. Okay, it's got to be like one hundred twenty-six thousand seven hundred and seventy-two. Okay, I'm so gonna hit that one point oh million. One point million. One million. <laughs> one point oh million. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, what did you say? Eight hundred and eight hundred forty-seven. Eight hundred forty-seven stories. No, eight hundred forty-seven. Eight hundred and forty-seven is eight hundred. Period four seven. <laughs> Just don't listen to him. It's eight hundred forty-seven. Eight hundred forty-seven. And Liam said like a hundred thousand or hundred twenty-six thousand. Yeah. Yeah. 850. I guess Liam would be the closest. Yes, sir. Because it is 842,000. Oh. I was close. That's what I said. You said 842,000. <laughs> you did not say uh, thousand. Yeah. Oh, I just forty two. Roll it back better. <laughs> okay, Let's bring it back. I thought Liam had gone over. <laughs> you said eight hundred and forty two. Tommy, Tommy should get that point. Yeah. Because a million is a lot closer. Yeah, no, one point oh, oh million. It was it was whoever gets closest without going over. It was the actually I don't think I did say that. I just said whoever was closest. And that's pricey. So I guess that I could have sworn you said without 
Tom yeah. without uh, maybe going. I did. Wheel Whatever. I'm changing the rules. There you go, Tommy. The wheel of fortune can go way over. Price is right. That's where you don't want yes, to. Sir, yes, sir. Give me that point. I was I was thinking eight hundred some yeah, thousand, yeah. but Price I was like, right. no, that's gonna be Star Wars. <laughs> Leo's still banking on that Star Wars answer. <laughs> Twilight had the second most with two hundred and twenty one thousand. Doctor Who was seventy six thousand, and Star Wars with fifty eight thousand. Wait, you sorry? It was. Eight hundred and one thousand. Eight hundred and oh, I no, thought you 800... said eighty. I thought you said eighty-one thousand. No, eight hundred and forty-two thousand. Oh, oh, I see. So I did get the point. I was like, I was like, yes. yeah, I overshot. That's funny. Oh, okay. Oh man, the Tommy <laughs> one. are forty-two thousand people who need to get a life. Wow. Oh my wow. god. Oh my god. 104%. Where's the love, no. Missy? There's please. definitely one person who's Wars. written like 10,000 of their stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Made a living off of it. It's like a page long, and they're just like, and then this character fell in love with this character. And then <laughs> next, in this I, one. <laughs> I am sure there are genuinely decent. Oh, fan fiction stories. There has to I be. mean, for like if, everything, if without eight hundred thousand, just you have to find a good one. There's there, no there's, there's got to be decent ones in there. It's just I, I have it, doubts as to just how many decent ones there. I'm going to go probably on. like a point zero zero two percent. I'm actually going to say that there's probably no bad ones. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean, All right. Now that it's is probably very very difficult take. to find a bad one with that like breadth of material. It all has to be good, right? Why would you keep writing it? Sure. That is one bold claim. I yeah. want you to go on fanfic.com right now. So you're going to keep watching fiction. everything Star Wars ever publishes, right? No. Well, that's, With that that's much material, there can't be a bad one. That's, that's real fiction, not fan fiction. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? The new Boba Fett show seems like it was fanfic. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> And then he becomes a crime lord and does good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today, besides that lovely quiz that Tommy won, good job, Tommy. Clap, clap, clap. Apparently, Tommy knows the most about love. Yeah. He actually actually tried for once. I was so happy. He actually did it. I was discussing this with Emi a few weeks ago. You win the first quiz where it seemed like I wasn't trying. I legitimately was trying. (laughs) I just kept getting every answer wrong. It's okay. um, We still You were talking about this quiz with Amy a few weeks ago, huh? That smells like cheating to me. (laughs) No, no, no. It's rigged. Rigged again. It's rigged. Mike, you should have won. Oh, I, don't two of them were in I think the fans know who won. It was Liam. Uh, me. It was me because I got to do a love quiz. I Actually, said Star Wars. It definitely wasn't the fans that won. <laughs> <laughs> now that we got the quiz over, we had so much fun doing our disaster movie trope episode because Valentine's Day is right around the corner. We thought it'd be fun to do a romance movie trope or romance story trope session as well. So let's hear it. What are your tropes? Let's go going. Considering I'm the only one that watches romance <laughs> movies, so this will be I fun. I think maybe first we need to discuss the type, the categories, the different types of romance films that there are. And you would say there's not actual categories, but I feel like there are categories of well, romance films. There's legitimate romance films. Well, so start listing them. Like, what do you mean? Comedic romance films. So that's called a rom-com. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you've got your teen romance, you've got the the searching for long-lost love romance, you know, the royal versus commoner romance. Like, there's a lot of different Well, I wouldn't categories. necessarily categorize, I would say, 
there are romance movies. There is romance comedies, a rom-com. There are teen romance. But I would say if you're talking about like a royal romance, unless it's filmed in more of like a documentary style, I wouldn't, that would just fall under like maybe a, yeah, a drama romance, but it wouldn't, like royal would be like a trope rather than like a, a category. Like a royal person falling in love with a commoner, and like Cinderella. Yeah, that would be more considered a trope rather than a category. Oh, it's a category of trope, but. Feel like your your full length animated romance yeah. movies are their own category Disney as well. Romance, yeah, your Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks, all of those kind of. All right, so far I've put down under categories drama, comedies, and coming of age, which can be teen romance, okay. yeah. or you could also say something like the forty year old virgin is a coming of age romance. So, so sort it's of, yeah. Comedy. Well, it's the first love, you know. Coming of age doesn't have to be like, it, it, yeah, it doesn't have to be limited True. to teenagers is what I'm saying in coming of age. There's also movies that are not necessarily a romance movie, but they have romance in them. I don't know what you would categorize that as. I would say that would be the secondary genre of a movie. So if you have like a serious. So, OK, so look at some of love the disaster films that we went through right like armageddon that's a big disaster film but there's a a very strong romance going on throughout that movie and it kind of makes it like a secondary genre that takes place with that movie or like romancing the stone which is an action film with a secondary romance comedy in it. So then I, I would categorize a romance movie as the romance itself being the main plot. I agree. The romance itself being the main plot or equally as important as whatever the other thing is going on. So case in point, The Princess Bride, I don't look at that as like a romance movie. I think it's an action adventure kind of movie or a time period piece. But without the romance, there's not really a story going on either. So we Fair could point. just say it's more of uh, there's there's a bunch of movies that use romance, but they aren't romance films. Right. Yeah. Romance dependent plot. Stardust would also fall under that category of The Princess Diaries, Mm -hmm. which I consider that a romance movie, but it's like action adventure romance. I think I watched that at some point in my life and I don't remember if I did. I don't know. I think you have because I remember saying like, oh, I love this movie, but I'm not going to recommend it. And you're like, yeah, I watch it. It's great. It's like a newer Princess Bride. And I was like, what? You? I should have recommended it then. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I remember something about it. It's a great movie. Totally forgot about it until you mentioned it. So it's very memorable. Okay. (laughs) I don't know, Amy, as the as the lead watcher of romance. I think rom-coms when I when I think of like a a romance movie, I usually think of a rom-com just because those are the most they're the most fun to watch. There's there can be a little drama within it, but I really enjoy having that lightheartedness as well. And I think that a lot of times like Sleepless in Seattle or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or The Princess Diaries, those are all really fun romance movies that are kind of the classic romance movies that you can go to. Personally, I also love Pride and Prejudice, which I think is a romance movie, but that's more of a time period romance piece. It's not a comedy at all, but I would definitely consider it up there in the like main romance movies. So I was thinking along those lines, like a historical romance piece. 
It's yeah, like you a have time like, period piece where romance is the focus is a totally different kind of romance. It's its own genre. So like Last of the Mohicans, right? It's oh yeah, beautiful. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's a beautiful romantic story. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Taking Misty. place Deep in breaths. a very time period specific focus. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's such a huge category, Sense and Sensibility, Emma, even Weathering Heights, although I think that that is a terrible romance story, but people love it. They love just like they love Romeo and Juliet as like a great love story, but it's just tragic. And it's like, I, personally, I'm not a fan. I like when there's a happy ending. I like when two people get together and everything's all good. I don't need a happy ending. And I don't need a tragic ending. It, that's probably not my issue with Romeo and Juliet. It, my issue with Romeo and Juliet is that it is hailed as the greatest love story of all time. It's not. It's like two horny teenagers who are, let's get married so we can do it. Then they kill themselves because they don't know how to handle their emotions because they can't go to their families for help or support since their families hate each other. Well, I will say a lot of what romance movies do are the typical tropes. Mm -hmm. So miscommunication or unable to communicate is one of the biggest tropes out there that can be really frustrating because everything would be fine if they just talked to each other, if they just talked their problems out. <laughs> it would be it would be great. I feel like a, a trope or a scenario that romance movies use a lot is fish out of water. What does that mean? Hmm. Yes. So a character just being put in a situation that they have no experience in. So the most dramatic situation that I can think of, probably one of the only romance movies I've watched, is Enchanted. Mm, she is okay. a fish out of water. Mm. And there's a there's another one, and you're going to tell me on this name, but it's a time traveler who goes back in time to kind of study like 2012 or whatever, and he ends up falling with, in love with a woman in 2012. It's a Hallmark movie. You and I watched it, Amy. I'm going to have to find this. But it was another fish out of water situation where... I don't remember that one at all. Where he was a fish out of water. I mean, if you want a real fish out of water, let's talk about The Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I was yeah. going to say, you someone put Hallmark BS on the romance tropes. <laughs> fish out of water, that is 100% all hallmark movies it's like a big city girl has to go back to their small town and they're not used to this life and they have to go on a ranch and they don't know how to shovel hay and horse crap and like all hallmark movies are is taking somebody in putting them in like a fish out of water situation but they find love in the meantime yeah i think that all harm all harm Start again. <laughs> All Hallmark movies are the exact same thing, but it's not a story about romance. It's a story about somebody learning to love themselves. And I think that's the most important oh. aspect of Hallmark movies is they really try and find what's important to them and what they really want out of life and that sort of thing. They don't like I, I hate the idea of their romances, which are typically also love triangles. Like you said, uh, Big City Girl comes from the city where she has like the best fiance ever who takes care of her and who's just busy at work most of the time. And so then she goes to the country and she meets somebody who can fix fences and she hates that person. And then all of a sudden they start falling in love. And then she's like, is this what I really want? And then like betrays the person that she's been in a relationship with for 20 years because she's like, but I found out what I need. So it's all about what the main character wants and it's finding themselves as opposed to anything else. Mm. I think that brings yeah. up an important trope that I've seen again and again and again in, in especially romantic comedies 
about anything. And, and that's that in order for the main relationship to happen or be victorious, another relationship has to end or be torn apart. Yeah. And it happens over and over. And and the movie quite often just kind of skips past that, hey, you just created devastation in somebody or multiple people's life in order for this love to happen and flourish. And it it almost normalizes that it's okay to destroy people because you want a new love or this other love or whatever. Like it just, yeah. it doesn't I, I think sit the well idea with of me. like, oh, I have to run away from the altar, like that sort of thing. Like it's right before our wedding, but for some reason I'm having second doubts and I, I just don't know if I should go through with it. It's like, if you're thinking that way before a wedding, you should never go through with it. It doesn't matter if it's like right before the wedding, just cancel it. Stop it. But Looking at you, runaway bride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those, those really bad tropes where, oh, but they found what they really want. It's like, yeah, but they're immature. <laughs> like, they don't yeah. deserve a second big wedding. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess people deserve redemption when they figure something out, but they need to do the apology aspect, and they don't in all yeah. those. They're just like, there's no reconciliation before moving on with one's life. It's yeah. just devastation, and then, okay, I'm going to forget that happened. And it's like everybody who, who loved them or who truly loves them in quotations, it's like, well, I'm glad you found out what you need, and I'm glad that you're so much happier with this other person and not me. It's just it's well, romance. Movies I will also stupid. say that there are a lot of <laughs> movies where <laughs> someone's gotten broken up with and they have this devastating breakup and then they're like, I just need a change. And that's when they move to the small town mm -hmm. and that's when they find love. So it's, it usually has something to do with like, they get stationed because of their work in a small town or in a different city or someplace that they're not comfortable with, or they broke up and they're like, I need a change. And because of that, things have now like that's how the story starts. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's not always that they have hurt somebody. It's, they have gotten hurt. hurt. And so they're like, I need or to find something didn't else. work out. And that's totally fine because that's realistic. Like, But I yeah, always feel not. like uh, to, to have an adversary or a, a challenge mm -hmm. to that character, they just bring back the person that they broke up with at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, usually, you yes. Just, I don't, okay, we could broke up. And that's one thing in real life. I don't, I don't know if people know this, but when you break up, you never have to talk to somebody again if you don't want to. It's amazing. It's one of the best ways to break up. <laughs> Unless there's some just legal like, I reason never why you talk have to, to be in contact. Like, don't yeah. be. <laughs> Do you know how many of my exes I'm in communication with? None. It's fantastic. It's, it's the best thing ever. Because <laughs> they're my exes. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> you know what? Now that you mention it. Yeah, I have that zero statistic in my life and it feels great. Yeah, but for some reason, the, in, in romance movies, either the person that they broke up with has a change of heart and has to come and talk to them and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. In real life, if you never talk to them and then you don't have to get put back in that situation again, it's great. Yeah. Or what about the whole... Yes, we technically split up years ago, but we never actually officially <laughs> got divorced. I feel like that's a trope oh, in some of the movies, too. Yeah. Never finalizing yeah. that breakup. We just the left still each married. other and yeah. <laughs> oops, still married. I'm going to put that as the trope. Oops, still married. Yeah, I would say as far as tropes, miscommunication is like the worst one because it's like, oh, it's the worst. Somebody hears something 
and they think it's one thing, but it's actually another. But instead of saying like, hey, what were you just saying? Can you clarify? They're like, I'm going to leave because I'm so upset now. And then they're like, well, my life. And then they realize like, I was so sorry. I know that this is happening. And they're like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, this never happened. You misheard. And they're like, oh, if only I had just talked to you. And it's like, yeah, of course. Because oh, we yeah. do in relationships. You talk to people. So miscommunication, one of the worst tropes. But it also causes some fun fun drama which is great (laughs) (laughs) listen Uh, i both love and hate romance tropes because i love romance i love love i think it's great it's so much fun seeing two people getting together and like i personally i don't think that i'm ever gonna fall in love i would love to fall in love but i don't think i'm ever going to and so reading stories or watching it'll happen to you you just have to wait for the right person to come along yeah that's my trope That's my trope. (laughs) Yeah. It's like. You'll change your mind when the right person comes along. Ugh, please. I would love the right person to come along. I just don't think it's going to happen for me. So that's why I love these movies and these stories because love is so, it's a magic of its own. And I just, I, I enjoy it so much. So that's why even though I get so annoyed with these movies, I'm also like, okay, next one, please. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I have the opposite reaction because when I see these movies, they're so unrealistic that gives unrealistic expectations to people watching them. And a lot of people form their opinions about how life should work based on the media they consume. And unfortunately, it's led an entire generation of people to think that, oh, this is how relationships work. And it's just not. It's so ridiculous. And I just don't, I don't enjoy that. I don't enjoy the fakeness of it all one thing i had down for tropes in general types of romantic movies is the the special event it's usually if it's a romantic movie it's going to be centered around a wedding um sometimes it could be centered around like a birth of a child or something like that but this seems like there's one specific event that everybody's building up for and you have to be perfect for this thing and mm-hmm. that the perfect wedding day is something i can't stand i had a perfect wedding day with covid and <laughs> yeah it's just it's still you nothing, don't remember it. Nothing but... happens, right? You know? And I think yeah. it's more about instead of planning everything to the specific tiny little detail, it's more about enjoying the day. And I feel I feel like most of those movies that are about like a wedding day are are all about like this is the only event that matters in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that build up. The movies where the focus is the build up throughout the entire movie towards towards that event happening mm-hmm. and just how dreadful some people become with that. The whole bridezilla concept. Yeah, and I feel like it, that's another thing that these movies often normalize is being an absolute horrific insert swear words here because it's your special day and everybody has to sacrifice everything for you for that special magical moment. And it's just like, no. I'm trying to think of like organic love in movies that I've seen or TV shows or. I guess it's just such a you never see. Just a good, healthy relationship in a lot of media because it's not interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You see healthy relationships that already exist, but you don't actually get to see them get to that point. Or you see unhealthy or unrealistic relationships that happen too quickly or... I might pull out something. It's not romantic at all. It's not like a, a romance movie or something. And I have not watched this in a very long time, so it could be different. But just bear with me for a second. Peter and Lois's relationship in Family Guy is actually a pretty interesting one because they're mm-hmm. like 
super in love with each other. They have sex all the time. They're always talking about like, you know, how crazy. Yes, they annoy each other, but you don't see that in a lot of media. They usually try to drive a wedge between two people. And mm. I was thinking of The Simpsons where it's kind of the same thing, but specifically they bring up the the sexual aspect in Family Guy a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, okay, these people actually like they want each other, which is interesting yeah. because they're still in love with each other. Yeah, and of course multiple dimensions. Could have changed. I've not seen yeah. it in years upon I years. I've seen it since like season 5. Yeah, it pretty much. Yeah. But it's just, you know, it's, it's, I'd like to think about more relationships like that where it's normal. And I know there are definitely relationships like that in media where I just can't think of them right now where it's not like, it was like, yeah, these two people just love each other. And I think a lot of times you've got that slow burning kind of get together over many, 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 many seasons. The first (laughs) example popping my head is in the X-Files where it takes like eight years before Mulder and Scully actually fall in love with each other. But no, they did. Yeah, they do real hard. And then the whole show sucks after that. But there's little nuances and little jokes and laughters in the way that they interact with each other. And sometimes people will kind of give them the look like, oh, you too? And they're like, no, gosh, no, never. I respect them too much kind of attitude. But over time, because they work so closely and they go through so much trauma together, they do realize that they've fallen in love. It takes one character a few seasons longer to realize that than the other character. But it's interesting that it, there was nothing ever rushed into it for most of the series. It was never a romantic relationship. It was a, a working professionals that turned into, you know, best friends that eventually turned into, you know, love. So that's the kind of romance that I enjoy because it feels like it developed naturally over the course of many, 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 many years. I will say I do like romance on TV shows as well because it does have that will they won't they Mm -hmm. and you can see the history and everything that they've been through i watched this tv show called bones and they had Mm -hmm. a great will they won't they and then like one season they like popped up and she was pregnant with his kid and you're like i'm sorry wait what what just happened Mm -hmm. like yeah because remember that time that we spent together and it was like they were trying to further their romance and further their relationship but it was like it was like there's a a few episodes missing it was like a whole season was missing of like wait so you guys got together and you now are having a kid together but you're trying to still will they won't they and like why did you do like it just seemed weird it was because i think she was pregnant in real life and so they're like let's just write it into the story yeah and it it's stuff like that that i'm not a fan of i like when it's a continuation when they truly do build it up and so i do like the tv show romances because they did when they do finally get together it's like yes <laughs> but with a movie it can be a lot shorter and a lot more forced mm-hmm. i feel like tv show romances and this isn't go far. I can't think of a TV show that just specifically focuses on romances. It rather focuses on relationships. But when you think about Parks and Recs, like every relationship oh, yeah. built yeah, in go. Parks and Recs yeah. is yeah, solid great- and it continues to be solid. There's definitely wavering, mm-hmm. but it's like they work it out and it feels like they communicate like real humans and they legitimately love and want each other. Yeah, that's a, a really great example. That's a great great example because there's so many relationships in that Mm -hmm. show both that fail and that just naturally develop over time or that had always existed you know and exactly you get to see all the different stages that is a great example good job tom oh my only real contribution (laughs) i also like that relationship between jerry and his wife on that show where they're all like you're married 
to him and she's like i'm so lucky and he's like oh i've got the best life they're just like so in love with each other it's great i do yeah that was the one i was thinking of yeah the ones that have always been there yeah i think a lot of tv shows as well like your typical prime time TV shows where it's like about a family, they usually do have like a a couple who don't really like each other, but are like, but I guess family is all that matters. And you're like, why are you together? Like, why is this show still going on? Like, clearly, you guys should have gotten divorced or not even gotten together. But like, you the are whole, still together. The whole show is built around the the quote unquote comedy that occurs from the two of them fighting or conflicting with everything in their yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like yeah. that just. That's I'm and I'm sure sitcoms, that that's a representation. You sitcoms, I'm sure that that's like a representation of how a lot of relationships are. And I know that romance movies, like I know that that's not real. I'm not alluding myself to the fact that you're gonna f- go on a holiday and find your one true love. Like I get that. I mean, it might be true for some people, but I find specifically those sitcom relationships to usually be just really terrible, and I hate them so much because it's like. If I'm going to fall in love and that's what it's going to be, I don't want to be in love at all then. They're all just cookie cutter relationships. You you could take them all and layer them together and it would all be exactly the same mold. I think for tropes, I don't like the, I don't like the friends or sorry, enemies to lovers. And I don't like the trapped together or stuck in the same situation. Like that sort of thing where, oh, if you guys just get to know each other, you're going to fall in love. That to me is really just terrible because most of the time when i meet somebody and i don't like them i don't end up like being like oh this person's actually pretty good in the end i kind of keep hating on them (laughs) because that's how (laughs) real life works but you know you try and get like a a positive idea but the the whole idea of oh you just trap two people together and then they'll magically fall in love again or you know I i don't i don't like either of those tropes i like enemies to lovers in books because there's you can usually hear more of the thought process of what's going on. Yeah. Whereas like it's kind of hard to show that on film on the screen. Yeah. Even then, I, I don't know. Agree. I'm just trying to think and maybe obviously I don't think I've ever had an enemy that I've fallen in love with, but it just seems very <laughs> not realistic if we're talking about what romance is. Usually you find somebody that you already have common ground with or some kind of common interests and that's where it starts to develop it's not like oh i hate this person so eventually if i'm around enough gonna get married to him you know i will say from my own experience in life though that while the term enemy is probably the wrong label not liking someone not getting along with them having negative first impressions of them does not in any way negate the fact that later on you could become romantically involved i've had many situations where i've had very negative first impressions of of people that i've met and later on grow into deep friendships and some of those even you know developed past that and i always would look back and go man maybe my first impressions are just a terrible judge of character but there have definitely been people who i was very very much like i don't want anything to do with this person in my life and only to develop deep relationships with years later so it's just not an overnight thing that happens And I think that that's the thing about romances in general, like it does take time. Sure, you can click instantly, but I think a lasting relationship, unless you're specifically seeking somebody on like a dating app, I think 
romances usually develop a lot slower. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I don't know. That old don't let me know. Love at first sight kind of situation. You don't fall in love with someone at first sight. You may lust after them at first sight, but yeah. love requires information and connection and time. But when you only have an hour and a half, go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> When you have 24 hours, like all Disney films I was going to say, yeah. well, no, it's three days. Disney oh, films three, have three, three days. days. Oh, and okay. it always starts in the middle of the first day. So really, it's two and a half. Okay. I guess then that's a true testament of a good romance, is if they can legitimately make you care and believe in both of these characters in the short amount of time that we have with them, then you did something right. I, think I feel it goes like for to me, character development. Yeah, for me, it's it's really really easy to cross that line of me not liking a romance or something romantic because I think it gets too cheesy or it gets too unrealistic too fast. But the moment something becomes good, they had to have done something right. I will say a lot of rom coms definitely can get real cheesy real fast and so that's like the hard thing with romantic comedies is like how do you keep it light and entertaining but also you try to have this like deep love story without it being cheesy or corny or terrible like bridesmaids is a perfect example in my opinion it's a love story but it's it gets really corny and like snl crass at times Mm -hmm. and a lot of people love that movie my one of my really good friends that was like her obsession especially when she was getting married she loved that movie and she was like oh for you know the night before our wedding like can we watch that movie i love it so much we're like yeah sure everyone was like quoting all the lines i'm like this is just an okay movie and i think it's because when it crosses into that cheesiness it's not i don't know it's not fun at least for me and i it can be a very hard line to make something endearing and wonderful and fun without it being corny and stupid and ridiculous. Well, it's it's putting the effort in to make something comedic that's clever instead of depending upon just stupidity and dumb gimmicks. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's slapstick comedy and then there's wit. And I don't yes. enjoy the slapstick comedy style, which most rom-coms seem to depend upon. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you need your movie to be utterly full of crassness in order for it to have entertainment value, then I'm not interested. Like, you got to actually put effort into it for me. All right. So just like with the disaster movies, we're all going to see a movie that we haven't seen before. So I am going to be watching Australia. I'm watching A Star is Born. I'm going to be watching La La Land. I'm watching The Notebook. I'm watching Equals. And what we're going to do is we're going to watch this over the week and then we'll come back next week and give our review and talk about the different tropes that we've kind of find or add new tropes as we go through it. So that'll be real fun. I'm excited to see what you guys think. Honestly, I think it's funny that Liam got probably like the quintessential romance movie out of the whole list. So that'll be interesting to see his perspective of what uh, what's going to happen. So. Yeah, but it's got Ryan Gosling, so it's a 10 out of 10. This is very true. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. We really appreciate you using your time to listen to all of our shenanigans, all of our love shenanigans. And we would love to hear from you. What are some tropes that you absolutely hate? 
when it comes to romance movies. Do you like romance movies? What's your favorite? What what do you like? Give me some recommendations. I need some more. You can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions, or you can reach us over at 1L2N Productions.com. And if you like what we're doing, you want to help support us, you can head on over to our Patreon. And the last word of the day goes to Tommy because he won the quiz. Congratulations, Tommy. Rick. Tommy. Rick. Take it away. See, because since I won the quiz today, truly a star was born. <laughs>